0: Good morning, it's DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 the zone. Well, what a day of college football that was. And is there something, I mean, it's like these local teams, they have to fall behind, then maybe you rally, maybe you don't. Can anyone jump out and grab a lead here? Apparently not. I mean, Utah State, this is six straight games, they're just going to play from behind. Down by 10. In the first quarter at UNLV, that's six straight games. They've been down by double digits. And amazingly, they've come back to win four. BYU, they got down against Baylor. That was amazing the way Baylor ran the ball. 300 yards rushing, 180-whatever for a running back who was a linebacker last year. Maybe that's why they were 2-7 and seven last year. Get a new offensive coordinator, get a new running back. BYU could not stop them. Just could. I mean, 300 is just an enormous number to give up enormous uh the only thing BYU really had going for it was uh Puka Nakua go deep that was that was the best thing they had going so they do not bounce back and then you got the Utes who man down 21-7 at halftime they've turned it over twice the defense is struggling the offense is struggling even more than that and I don't know what happened at halftime but wow that was nearly a perfect second half ASU maneuvered their way into field goal range and then missed the field goal. That was, I mean, it was just, the had the ball four times and got four touchdowns. Basically drove 75 yards every time. I mean, not exactly, but basically. And ASU's offense, punt, missed field goal, punt, uh, staggering around, taking sacks as the game ends. It was, there. there is nothing negative to say about that second half. It was spectacular. And so the youths come from 14 down and win and, I'll make the Aggies jealous with that comeback. And now they are the last unbeaten team in the Pac 12. Now, are they there to stay? Are they on top for a while? Are they just the flavor of a week? And, you know, basically the big dog is going to change every week in both divisions because that's just how even the Pac 12 is. We can debate that later this morning. Right now, we're going to listen in to Blake Anderson, the Aggie head coach, as his guy's down 17 7. Rally to win, scoring late, late in the fourth quarter, right at the end to win 28-24. UNLV stays winless, 0-6. Aggies improved to 4-2. Here's Blake Anderson as the Aggies squeak one out on the road.
1: Coach, you mentioned it this morning that this might be the game where Savon gets it, and... uh... When you see him fill that thing at the one and you see the blocking start to set up, I mean, you almost beat him down the field. You showed that 4-5 uh, or five speed, too, down the sideline.
2: <laughs> well, I told him I told him uh, before we got here, I said, dude, you're, you're taking one of the house. And I said, I'm going to beat you to the end zone. Um, <laughs> but I decided I didn't want to get a 15-yard penalty, so I stopped. But, uh, you know, we, we felt good about it coming in. You know, they, they, they've obviously not been able to kick touchbacks. I was a little surprised that they tested us to see if we could, you know, set something up for him because everybody knows how good he is. Um, they they clearly, obviously got away from it later in the game and started sky kicking them all. But when when they kicked it, I was like, "Here we go." A good scheme. We'd be kind of preparing for it for a few weeks, uh, knowing that we'd get an opportunity when we played them uh, just with their kicking situation. And got to give everybody credit because that was a big pile in Field and no 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 yellow flags. I mean, that's <laughs> I was holding my breath looking for a yellow flag to be truthful.
3: Hey, coach. It uh... You get the the go ahead score, and I, I want to come back and, and talk a little bit about your, you know, I, again the kids just kept kept at it. But I, I looked at Scotty after Leleon goes in, and I, I said, "How's your heart?" and Scotty said, "Well, this is what cardiac arrest feels like."
2: <laughs> how, how, how's your heart doing? Oh, I'm 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 done. I'm spent. <laughs> <I, I'm, laughs> They're killing me. I love them. I love them to death. But man, we don't do anything easy at all. We 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 did so many things wrong tonight, but and it's it's crazy in the locker room there wasn't any dancing there wasn't any music going on there was, i mean they they knew it they were relieved that we won excited that we won but it was it was it was super quiet in the locker room and i'm like i brought them up and i said i number one you need to be excited we won it's hard to win on the road against anybody i don't care what their record is that's just, that's still a good football team yeah. they are going to get their wins at some point they're big they they run the ball well They're really well built up front on the D-line. I mean, it's coming for them. It just had not happened yet. But uh, but you could tell that our guys, you know, they're frustrated. They know we didn't play great. And uh, so it was mixed emotions in the locker room. And I love that about our team that they they realize man we can play better and coach we're stressing you out but uh they keep working so i mean that's that's what you want the locker room to be like i, I don't want to go in there and it all giddy and bouncing around like like we just went out and played a great game because we didn't uh, I, I i want them excited that we found a way but also very honest with our assessments of how we played and, and that's what you feel out of these guys right now and that gives us a chance to get better
1: you give up 17 points really early on in this game and then Hold to a seven the rest of the way and, and got two three and outs to give your offense two opportunities, unable to get points on that second to last drive, but you get the touchdown on the on the on the final drive. And we talked a little bit at halftime. It kind of felt like the defense was starting to figure things out after getting gashed there in the first quarter. Yeah,
2: we, we were out of gap on the big run play and just flat didn't do what we're supposed to do. And, and we fixed it and started doing a better job of that as the game went on. We did not tackle well in the first half especially. I thought we were a little sluggish, you know, a little heavy-legged coming out of the open week. Um, I mean, that's always a concern that, that you know, it's going to take you a little while to kind of get your legs back underneath you after two weeks, and, and, and we did a little bit. But, man, I'm so, so proud of how they how they played in the second half and, and the turnovers that we created and the pressure we created on the, the quarterback and even some big tackles in open field when we had to have them. So, yeah, super proud of how they, they kept us in it until the offense was able to get something going.
3: You know, you, you talked about it, Coach. Uh, you know, you, you, you miss it on two fourth-down conversions, including the one right at the goal line, with the, the fumbled snap. You put the ball on the turf five times. You, you had penalties that knocked you out of field goal range. You missed three field goals but you still found a way. I mean, there, that's got to be gratifying to, to, to be able to just stick with it enough to say whatever it takes.
2: It's gratifying to know we got to win. Nothing else that you just rattled off is gratifying at all. <laughs> uh, it's just gut-wrenching that we played, and we can't kick a field goal. You know, we can't make it on fourth and a half a yard. Um, you know, we, we fumbled a snap. It just, you name it, it, it was – there was a lot that – but um, – the thing that that makes you proud is and, and I know you can't see it on TV and you definitely can't see it on radio um, is our guy's attitude on the sideline there's there's never guys pointing fingers and griping and you know blaming anybody they just keep pulling they just keep believing and keep pulling and we're sitting here now with you know four wins where at any point it looks like you know it could be over and the guys just keep keep playing so I, I, i'm super, super proud of that, and, and that's something that's something that's getting us through. Maybe one day along the way, we'll start playing good ball to go with it.
1: You know, you can win wire to wire. I mean, that, that is an option for you guys. <laughs> yeah, Apparently, it is not.
2: I mean, it's the first time we've had the lead in the first half, I think. Yeah. I, I mean, today, right? Yeah, I believe so. It didn't last long either. I mean, it was, it was short-lived, but if I'm not mistaken, that's the first time we've had the lead in the first half. We just cannot get out of our own way at times, and we're going to keep battling and keep getting better. Short week with a good football team coming in this week, so uh, hopefully, hopefully this Friday we'll play a complete game. You know, hopefully this Friday we'll put it all together. And all four wins, you've had double digit deficits and you've been able to
3: overcome it. It's amazing. I do have a question for you on uh, your philosophy? Uh, you were in second and long a lot, and we talked earlier this morning about uh, doing a little bit better on first down. Obviously, that didn't transpire as much tonight. Again, your philosophy on second and long. Uh, where you run the ball quite often is that because you've got them spread out and you've got fewer players in the box and so that that's the smart call there or what's the philosophy there
2: yeah just don't panic i mean they're dropping eight playing with four and five guys in the box and you know and we we end up popping some big runs in those situations now obviously when you hand it off and it doesn't go anywhere and everybody boos and like why didn't you throw it but I mean, you got to be smart too you got to be patient and, and it wasn't pretty most of the night, but we got a couple of huge runs when we absolutely had. And you look right there to be able to run the ball in from the 12 or whatever yard line is, I mean, that's not a given by any means. And uh, to be able to get the big run on a third down, so you you can't just abandon it. It is much harder to run the ball than we'd like it to be right now. And we're a little beat up up front, and, and I think, you know, that's, that is obviously creating some issues for us too. And they're really well built up front. Yeah. We knew that. Their strength was their D-line. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna look at it and see where we can make some adjustments, but but a lot of it's just got to do with how they're playing us, and we have to get better at executing in those situations.
1: Well, I don't know if this came from Doug Hoffman or Aj, who's uh, just standing there next to you, but Aj just sent this out in 2013 under your buddy Matt Wells. Utah State lost to BYU and Boise State in back-to-back home games they would then run the table and make it to the Mountain West Conference Championship. We would not lose another game, including winning at UNLV 28-24. <laughs> How
2: about that? Well, so, it, I'd take, I'd take there's, that there's one. The bar. <laughs> I'd take that one if we get it done. At the rate we're going, if I can survive it, I mean, if my heart doesn't give out between now and then, I don't know. So, you know, we're not even, t- we're just talking about the next one. And, yeah, I, and I, w- I would love for that to be the result. But we're just talking about the next one, and it'll be all we want come Friday night. So hopefully, if the fans are listening, pack it out and let's get crazy. Let's make it hard for them to hear. And uh, our guys, I promise, you will play hard for 60.
3: You know, Coach, I, I looked at Scotty at the very end, and uh, there was an old phrase by somebody that uh, was dear to this franchise, uh, the professional franchise here in Las Vegas, that said, just win, baby. <laughs> that, that was Al Davis. Yeah. Said that. And, uh, yeah. So we kind of talked about that at the end. And, uh, I, you know, you kind of feel that way here tonight. Just great job sticking with it and getting the W tonight. Congrats, Yeah, coach. the kids, kids deserve it, oh,
2: man. The kids deserve it. They, they don't quit, man. They just keep playing and keep fighting. So uh, super proud of the guys. Appreciate it, guys. There's Utah State football coach Blake
0: Anderson. When we come back, we're going to hear from the Cougars. Stay with us.
4: It's game week for the Aggies, and the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. It's a Friday night showdown in Logan as Blake Anderson and the Aggies welcome in the Colorado State Rams for a big Mountain West Conference battle. Listen all week long for your chance to win tickets to the game. And then catch all the play-by-play action beginning with the Aggie pregame show Friday at 630. From Monday morning to all the play-by-play action, nobody brings you better coverage of Aggie football than 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network we
0: Morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 12.80 the zone. BYU falls at Baylor. Massive turnout from BYU fans, but a massive turnout by the Baylor football team, and they win by a couple of touchdowns. The one thing they couldn't do was stop Jaron Hall and Puka Nakua. Hall with a long touchdown run on fourth and one, three long passes to Puka Nakua, and here is Jaron Hall after the game.
5: Too much of a rollercoaster ride for us today. You know, A lot of, a lot of ups and Unfortunately, a lot of downs. Um, we had a lot of great, great plays, big plays throughout the game from beginning to end. But too many times we just follow up with you know, another bad play to kill ourselves, shoot ourselves in the foot. So we got to be more consistent. You know, we just got to stick to the basics of executing our plays and you know minimizing mistakes. <clears throat> yeah, it was fun. I mean. Part of the game, when there's opportunities to run, you know, I take it. And when there's not, we got to throw the ball. It's, you know, it's my job to get the guys the ball. But, uh yeah, it's nice to be healthy and just to play ball again. Yeah. Uh, watch the film tonight, you know, break it down with amongst ourselves over the weekend. And then Monday, when we watch it as a team. We can talk through some things and then immediately look forward to, you know, Washington State next week. Yeah. Yeah, it was no surprise. We planned for it all week. You know, we're a physical team as well and we always pride ourselves on that. So we'll have to watch the film and see, you know, you know, what, what how, how that played into the game today. Um you know, I'm proud of proud of the offense, proud of my guys and the defense. Um so you know, we just gotta learn from it and just play better, plain and simple. <clears throat> yeah, for the guy for the younger guys on the team they're able to experience this today will be here when we enter the Big 12, able to see the environment and how great of a scene it is to play football, the beauty of it, you know, how how great and and generous the fans of Baylor were and and, uh, just how good a football there is out here in the Big 12. Baylor's a great team. We knew they were. Uh, We knew it would be a dogfight. And so, you know, props to them. And yeah, it's it's just good to see the type of football there is in the Big 12 and what there is to look forward to. And there's a lot. Yeah, sure. It's just a, just a quick protection and, you know, just didn't get the ball out or the dude slipped. I haven't seen the play yet. So, yeah, just that's, that's football. You know, you get sacked and you, you fumble every now and then. So, but that definitely played a role we in, in the game and the momentum of it. We we're cruising down, hoping to score, at least get a field goal. Um, you turn the ball over any time and then, you know, the result is, you know, momentum shift. Yeah, coach down? I didn't, but I can imagine what it would have looked like. I hope he didn't sprain his ankle this time. Hopefully he's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, just I mean, anybody we had out there, we were ready to throw the ball to. Um, all, all, all we can film, we saw opportunities to throw the ball down the field. We knew the safeties would be aggressive, um and we knew they'd come down to stop the run. um So we knew that we'd have a lot of chances to throw matchups outside, and Puka happened to be there every time. But you know, whoever was out there, whether it's Gunner or Neil, um you know, they were making plays, and the ball was thrown to them. No, no, I I think that's a cop out if you think if you think that way, you know, we just had to execute plain and simple whether they're on to us or not, you know, regardless, we still had opportunities to make plays. But I mean, during the week prepping, you know, we had to change some things for sure for that, but you know, not during the game. No, no. We've seen it all week. Um, you know, number eight, their uh, nickel was a, a friggin' great player. I mean, one of the best off, uh, defensive players we've played all year and timed up a lot of snaps. And other times he'd start from death. We knew what happened. Um, we knew it happened. So whether he was the one that got there a couple times or, was, you know, Somewhere else, I'm not sure, but uh, no, we so we knew it would be happening.
2: Here's
0: BYU quarterback Jaron Hall. Now here's the star wide receiver Puka Nakua.
5: Not really. We knew that
6: they were gonna put some guys in the box and kind of leave us in some one-on-one matchups. But when we got when I hit that kind of that fourth or fifth step right off the line, I was able to see that they're they were giving us the looks that we wanted to go deep. Yeah, um, just trying to do as much as I can. When the ball came my way, I try to make the plays that were there. But uh, I was proud of the guys. I love those guys in that locker room. Uh, I love our our entire coaching staff. Coach Line is the best. But we just gotta go out there and execute a little bit better. We're 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 getting the job done. We're not really hurting ourselves too much, but we're also not making the big plays at the same time. So got room for improvement, but we'll be ready to go. A little bit. We we get the we get those reps in practice. So I've seen that ball come out of Jaren's hands a lot of times. So I knew he was going to put it out there and leave it up to me. And I was able to go out there and get it. But I know the wind out here did have a little impact, but we were were still able to connect and have a good day so far. It was fun. The the environment was amazing out here. Uh, it was actually super cool to, to come out of the locker room at the beginning of the game and have some BYU chants going. You could hear out all the way across the, the stadium. So being a BYU player is uh, is definitely a blessing to be able to have our, our fans travel out. But it was a good football team. We expected nothing else. I mean, we knew exactly what we were uh, coming into, but just weren't able to do the things that we wanted to. But that was a good football team we just played out there, that's for sure. Yeah, exactly. So uh, that's 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 the blessing of being a part of this program and the loyal fans. I, I was out there able to go talk to some fans after the game, and we had fans from uh, from Idaho and fans from Virginia and stuff like that. So, are definitely blessed to have those people come out and support us. Uh, we're definitely lucky to have that. I don't think it's anything that needs to be said. I think we got a good a good group of mature guys in there, but we just got to come out and execute. I think a little bit more energy in the beginning. We've had two day games, which are two back-to-back losses, uh, a slight maybe schedule change for us, but I just don't think we came out with the energy and juice that we needed to. As much as our fans help, uh, we need juice on the sidelines, and just everybody's got to be ready to go from the first kickoff to the last whistle that's blown in the game. We just got to be ready to go uh, to go out there and punch somebody in the face and then take the punches that somebody else is going to give us and keep rolling and make sure we execute our job. Yeah, I just think um, in the run game, I, I just briefly like kind of reexamining the game, just uh, knowing that there are blocking assignments that I didn't get to uh, just being assignment sound on every play out there. We're, we're making the big plays and but there's the little plays of the first, the second down zone read or that we're running the uh, going down, making sure we get the safety out of the box. Uh, they had a good secondary and they had a good defense out there, but making sure that when we get the looks that we want, we got to be able to execute and do what we need to.
0: There is Puka Nakua. Now here is Kalani Satake, who knows the run defense just has to be a lot
7: better. Here's Kalani. Tough loss. Um, Congratulations to Baylor for the win and and, uh, for the way they played the game. I'm honestly just really impressed with how they handled themselves and uh, really nice to see uh, the team um, show sportsmanship and class. On the field it was really good for us to see that as well and we think we uh for us we we like to do that and we like to play the game with sportsmanship in class and i thought they they were um exactly they, they they had that in mind as well so appreciate them uh congratulations to them and their fan base and uh we uh we're gonna have to get some things fixed obviously um not not our best game but uh the guy's effort they believe and they kept playing hard and just w- way too many mistakes and to be honest with you we just <clears throat> we were just uh um we we're out physical today and so that that was a difficult uh game to accept if you look at the rush yards and the inability for us to run the ball uh that that's uh that's that's not our uh that's not not our style so uh credit for them making plays and uh it's a really good team really good team that we faced and uh you know they they deserve to win so we got some things to fix and some things to its a really good a good ju- gut check for us as we get ready for next week. Um, but uh, I really believe in these young men and believe in our coaches and believe in what we have going on. We just we just need to find ways to be more efficient and uh, <clears throat> and make sure that we're clicking, uh, you know, and, and, and in the terms of execution. So. Uh, yeah, I just I'd like to get back to the film as soon as possible and, and learn and get better from this and uh, High-level frustration, but I, I really believe uh, a lot of our issues are fixable. So uh, questions Yeah, I mean I, I think we've we like to hang our head on the fact that we're being physical You know, I, I, we knew that grimy and Mateos were gonna have their own line be physical. I think it um Showed a little bit of our inexperience maybe and, and a little bit of youth up front. Um, but uh, with that being said, it, it, it was little things like not tackling well enough. Uh, we dripped off of some tackles. Uh, they played a clean game. I mean, looking at it, we had two penalties. They had zero. So, uh, you know, we we have to find ways to to play better and put them in in worse positions where they at least get a penalty or something. But we didn't do enough to stress them. Um, we just didn't do our part. I, I, uh, and I, I think it goes back to the fundamentals of the game. And so uh, we have to be a, a lot more uh, efficient on on the defensive side. And that means get off the field, stop the run and get the ball back to our offense so we can score points. But I, I thought the guys effort is always there. The guys play hard. They just we weren't playing smartest. And that's my job as head coach. I have to have the I need to have these guys ready to play. And um, and I need to have them ef- uh, more efficient as an in, in all three phases. So we're going to really work on that. Yeah, I mean, we, we loaded the box and, and, and times your one on one coverage. And so um, you know they did that to us and we were able to hit puka downfield quite a bit and gunner towards the end you know so um you just need the corners to play better I, I don't think um the corners challenged i thought they made too many points or too many yards on simple throws like slants and hitches and so the deep balls that that happens you know and, and we knew we we're gonna put them on the island we need we need we need uh better fundamentals and, and uh better i mean it, it goes from all all positions need to improve but in order to stop the run you, you need to load the box we did that and they they uh exposed some of our one-on-one stuff and um you know we were we were at a point where we were just trying to figure out how to get co- get coverage and also stop the at the line of scrimmage and they were committed to, to running the ball and uh the quarterback made some good decisions in their rpo scheme and uh kept us on our heels and so we Go back to the drawing board and figure out ways to to get our players in position to have more success. And but a, a lot of that goes credit to Baylor. They did some really good things. I, I've been around Grimey and, and I know how, how he works as an offensive coordinator. And, and they, they made some some good adjustments. Thought the uh, quarterback made some really good decisions. You know, uh, we got a pick early on them, but felt like they just we just gave up too many big plays. Um, and it wasn't just the throwing game. I mean, too many big play, too too many big runs. it's uncharacteristic of our defense. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well we 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 actually pride ourselves on, on looking out for those type of things. You know, we practice it every week. We 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 come up with things like that to come uh, to practice and uh, uh Aaron judgment on our players and um error judgment on our coaches. You know, the, the reminders and, and that's just um you say it didn't hurt us, but it took the possession away from our offense you know and, and um, that's something that that uh yeah I need to do a better job at when it comes down to it so uh, they they were trying to make the play and uh, the the biggest frustration is that they took away our possession there yeah he, I'm we, we really like our, our our uh, weapons you know within our skill position with all our receivers and our in our um, tight ends and we just I don't know if we gave our offense enough plays um you know but just just uh looking at it we got sacked too many times and and um just it seems like I mean you give them credit because they made the play on us but we we put ourselves in we make a, a good play and then we put ourselves in the bad spot and then either kick a long field goal or be in a position where we have to punt now when we made big plays. So that's, you just got to learn, get better. I mean, I, I'm a positive guy and, and ask the guys to, to take every opportunity to, to let the hurt sting in the locker room, but we've got to move on and get better. And so there's a there's a high sense of urgency from myself and the coaches and the players. And so we want to get back to it and get, just can't wait for next week and get and get get working on this. And then this is obviously don't like to lose games especially back to back but uh, there's going to be there's, there's definitely a high sense of urgency for for me to get this thing back on track oh, yeah. well I mean there's some guys that got banged up and, and you know going into the game uh, it, it sucks when you don't have all your guys at 100%. But that's the game of football I I don't know if any coach is sitting up there saying oh yeah we've got everybody going 100% Baylor has the same issue they have guys that are banged up too and so um, you know it's the tough part of the game and and uh, this was a really good lesson for us to come out here and play against a physical Baylor team Uh, I want to make sure that uh, we learn from it I've been in this position before where we've been uh, felt like we got um, physically handled and um, now we got to see what our response is going to be. That's that's the key. I mean, I'm really anxious to get back to work. <clears throat> I mean, I I was really impressed with the Baylor crowd too, and with our our fans that showed up. I mean, it's nice to have the support that we have in Cougar Nation. And how awesome they were to us, even um, after the defeat. You know, um, I hope they know how much we appreciate them, how much we love them, and um, really apologize for not not uh, performing better. And I'm um, looking forward to learning, getting better from this. Uh, I, I, like I said, I thought Baylor um, really cool. Uh, you know, I know we're going into the Big Twelve, um, really cool environment, um, great fans. Uh, I thought it was a really cool setting. Um, and just really excited about our partnership with, with Baylor and the other universities in the, big, in the Big 12. Looking forward to that. Obviously, that's further down the line in a couple years, but uh, it was really, really cool, a cool experience for us to be here all together and, and um, looking forward to that, that relationship.
0: All right, there's Kalani Sataki after BYU loses to Baylor. When we come back, Kyle Whittingham and the Utes, after their victory up on the hill with a great second half against Arizona State. Stay with us.
4: Ready, 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 ready. It's game week for the Utes, and the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. Hey, hey. It's another Pac-12 road trip for Utah as Kyle Whittingham and the Utes head to the Pacific Northwest to battle Oregon State in Corvallis. Catch the Ute pregame show Saturday at 4:30, with the postgame show immediately following the game. From Monday morning to the postgame press conference. Nobody brings you better coverage of youth football. You ready? Yeah. The 97 5, 1280 the zone, and the Zone Sports Network.
0: Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97 and 1280 the zone. Well, a mess of a first half, down 21 to 7, and then a perfect second half. Arizona State had the ball four times, never scored. Utah State had the or Utah State. The Utes had the ball four times, and they scored Every time. And the Utes, down 21-7, flipped that game on its ear and beat Arizona State. 35-21. The Utes are 3-0. Third of the way through the conference season. All alone in first place in the Pac-12 South. Headed for Oregon State this week. And then a big game with UCLA in two weeks. All right, we'll start with the Ute players. Cam Rising, boy, two interceptions in the first half. Two touchdown passes in the second half. Very mediocre in the first half. And then only two incompletions in the second half. Completely different game. Here's Cam and his Ute teammates.
5: Cam, uh, you guys scored on four straight drives in the second half. What really clicked after halftime to where you were able to finish drives and, and just make the rally?
8: We just came together in the locker room, pretty much just talked about, we, we know what we need to do. It's, it's not, it's not, it's not a, something that we're, we're running from. We got we to attack this thing, and we just talked about it, and the defense did a great job and put us in positions to continue uh being in, in places to score.
0: Well <laughs> no, we're talking about the defense, they uh held Arizona
5: State in the second half to ninety seven total yards, yeah. average of three point three yards per play. How how much confidence did you guys gain just seeing the defense get stop after stop this the half with us?
8: Um I, I have all the confidence in the world in the, in the in those defensive players. These two right here, especially they are they are some some bad men out there. I I don't like going against them in practice and I'm and I'm glad I was going against the Sun Devils rather than these guys tonight for sure.
9: You guys swarmed in that last that last possession. I mean was that just kind of like Letting everything out and just trying to really get after Daniels, or what was what was that experience
10: like? Yeah, just priding ourselves on finishing some. Uh, that's a staple of this program, and um, like Cam said, we just banded together um, that entire second half really, and um, just leaned on finishing plays, finishing drives, and um, you know, I think we I think it's safe to say we did that.
11: Cam, that decision to go for it on fourth and two. I think you guys were at like the thirty-five or the thirty-seven. Yeah. What what were you seeing there, and, and just what about that decision?
8: I loved it. I think we were in a situation where the defense was playing so good that if we weren't to get it, but we did. But, yeah, I mean, we're focused on getting those first downs. And, and I think I think it was a great call by Coach Ludd. He made it an easy one for me. Cam, off that first
9: great for you in, in terms of two interceptions and everything. How do how you stay you know, mentally engaged to be able to just come back and have that performance in that second half?
8: It's easy. I mean, I just lean on my on my teammates, and they they give me right back to where I, where I need to be and make sure that I'm in a position to to make sure that this offense is going in the direction that we need to be going. Yeah,
9: what, what about Fred a- and Covey flexing? I mean, have you ever seen <laughs> something like that? <laughs>
8: <laughs> no, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I didn't really see much of it. But yeah, he he, he did that for sure. <laughs> and there's a natural
5: evolution to every season. What would you say has changed the most before? for this team between week one and you guys working
0: forward for
8: now? I think we just need to know how to take adversity and really know how to do it together and not not just focus on pointing fingers at what we're doing wrong or trying to figure out this, this, and that, but just staying together in those situations.
9: Right, you come up with that, that big catch to be able to you know get the touchdown and everything. Really start that. What what's this experience like to be able to just keep that momentum going?
0: Man, it was awesome. Uh, first half, we just started off slow, but the defense held it down and the offense just got that spark we needed. And 28 unanswered points, I think that was it.
8: <sighs> That's a good game. Great performance by <laughs> the defense. <team>. Yeah. <laughs> team win. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir.
10: They're, for
9: for you guys, you know, having the offense score, you know, like that. How, how energizing is that for you guys on the defense side of the
10: ball? Extremely. Um, you know, we just want to keep the juice and the momentum in our favor. And, you know, seeing those guys go down there and, I mean, do what they do. I mean, it just gets us pumped up. Like, you know, I have this little superstition. Like, every time I stand up and I'm watching them, they always get it. Like, I think I was standing up, like, the whole second half. And, I mean, you know, it just gets me pumped up. You know, I'm trying to get everybody on the sideline pumped up. Pumped up. Um, and I, it's infectious. Um, you know, the positivity is infectious. It spreads throughout the whole team, whether they're playing or not.
4: Bon. Oh, Davion, you've had some ups and downs this season. How's it felt to get back I'm yeah, yeah. oh, sorry. Vontae. I'm so sorry.
11: Wow, I'm looking at number nine not thinking straight
9: Bate.
11: up. Bate. <laughs> man, I was like, see ya? Boy, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, man ain't calling me. Different question then. How does it feel to be on a defense that can pull it together as much as it did after giving up 21 points in the first half and held it down for the offense so they could get they come comeback?
9: It just feels great. I lean on my brothers. They make plays, and then what plays they can't make, I'll try to backdoor and help them out with it. Like, as a safety, I don't try to let nothing get past me, to be honest. And just having them there with me, it just boosts my confidence more.
11: How, how difficult is it to, uh, to prep for a guy like Jaden Daniels? And then once you're out there, you know what is it like trying to operate and deal with
10: him? Yeah, he's a very elite quarterback. I mean, I think he's best, if not one of the best in the pack. And, um, you know, obviously you just have to keep your rush lane integrity and play assignment sound football, really. Um, it really comes down to playing assignment football and, you know, getting after him, making him uncomfortable in the pocket. Um, but more than anything, everybody just doing their job.
11: Any of you guys, what was the week like just, you know, traveling to Dallas on Monday, coming home, having to kind of deal with a, a shorter week of preparation? Just what are the emotions now that this week is
9: over?
10: For any... The um, week was scheduled a little bit differently, so I don't think we missed out on much time as far as um, game prep. Um, you know, I think emotionally it was something, um, you know, there's was, was very consoling, um, you know, it just allowed us to, you know, uh, send him, on um, in peace, and so um, I think you know the team morale was um, as high as it could be, and you know, I think uh, preparation, you know, we prepared very well.
9: well so you're obviously banked up, so are a lot of other guys. I mean, what's it like though to be able to have these to kind of fall back on knowing that like you're still playing for something? It's just um, you know, it's a blessing. It's the same day I go through every day trying to uh, thank God for being alive, really and just getting this opportunity to play the sport I love. You, you guys lead the, the South Division right now, and what's that say to you guys, knowing what, what happened at the beginning of the season?
8: Got everything we want right there in front of us, and we just got to go take it.
9: Vontae, how, how awkward or difficult is it to play with the cast on your hands? I had a little trouble at, at the beginning wrapping up, but. After, I was like, man, forget it. Cause it was just, it's just a mental problem really. So when I was like, ah, I was like trying to keep it off, but then that wasn't working. So I was like, man, stop being a punk. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
4: When
9: was the cash put on? Cash put on a Sunday. This is for any of you guys, but how much do you
3: guys attribute this win to your teammates looking over you? 100%.
8: 100%. No, no doubt about that. No doubt about that. I
10: think uh, they're the reason why, you know, we band so so much together. And, um, you know, we, we just came together. And, you know, I firmly believe that, you know, they're, they're with us and strengthening each and every one of us. And they're bringing us closer together. And, you know, I, I mean, I give this all to them. Uh, how cool was
3: it to see the uh, stadium light up, you know, at, at the end of the third quarter, one of the fours, and then that, that moment of loudness.
10: Uh, I thought that was amazing. Um, You know, I just love this institution um, because it's so much more than just football. Like, they genuinely care about, you know, everybody. And so, um, you know, they just do things the right way. And, you know, I thought that was amazing. I thought it was great for everyone to see. Um, And, you know, it was great for our team as well.
0: Has the offensive line been noticeably different in practice? These last two weeks they've obviously played a lot better. Has it been noticeable in practice as
8: well? Yeah, they definitely have kicked it up a, a notch and are, are doing some really good things, and and it, it, it allows me to have a lot of a lot of comfortability back there, and also just really run the ball downhill because because they can they can move guys up front each and every down.
12: they are the U players now. Here's head coach Kyle Whittingham. So proud of this team. Uh, halftime, hadn't played very well in the first half. Obviously, Arizona State had played very well. Um, was a 21-7 at half put some or left some points on the field Uh, at the end of the first half we were down there at least a field goal we were expecting to get and then of course we we uh, had the turnover but uh, tell you what we rallied together at halftime and and uh, those guys believed those players believed they they were not going to be denied and came out and was a 28 zip. I guess it was in the second half. And uh, phenomenal job by our offense. Uh, first half we didn't run the ball as effectively ex- as effectively we needed to. And second half, outstanding running the football. Uh, and then defensively, we stiffened up and and started taking some things away. Um, coaching staff did a great job with their plans. Players executed. We must have made five or six plays, crucial plays in that last drive uh, to go up two scores. Uh, Vale's catch. Keithy made a catch. Uh, TJ made a couple runs. Must have converted three or four or five third downs on that drive as well. I, I haven't seen the exact numbers, but proud of our guys. Uh, we're sitting in a great spot right now. Got a lot of football left, uh, a lot of football, a lot of tough games. So we're just uh, – this thing's just getting started. But uh, where we are right now is, is in a great spot. And we're uh, to just continue to, to practice like we have been, have the same mentality, the same attitude, the same competitive spirit, and uh, see what happens. But uh, proud of the guys for what they did in that second half particularly.
9: Kyle,
12: did you ever think you'd see Britton Covey flexing after a play? Is that what he did? He flexed? <laughs> I thought he was going to take his helmet off and show the, how the Rogaine's working. But, 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 but uh, no, I didn't, I didn't notice that. And he apologized to the team afterwards, and that kid made play after play as well. I love Britt Covey and his competitive spirit as well. The whole team, offensive line, took over in that second half.
9: Coach? Before uh, before this, you tweeted out that you know you guys scored 28 unanswered.
12: I tweeted that. Are you sure? Yeah,
9: <laughs> uh, okay, okay. Okay. tweeted Okay, count Counted 28 unanswered. Okay. I'm curious about the momentum the momentum swing from that first half to the
12: second half? Yeah, well, it all started with the first drive in the second half. We talked about that at halftime, that, hey, we left some points out there at the end of the first half. We got the ball first. We go out and put one on them. It's game on. And that's exactly what we did. And then we proceeded to score three more times in the second half. And and, uh, that last one was the dagger. And our pass rush took over on that, uh, you know, when they got the ball back with 240 or whatever it was left over, Uh, pass rush took over and, and essentially ended the game for us.
11: The decision to go on fourth and two from
12: the 37. Was there any thought to sending noise out there, or we? No, that was uh, you know would have been what a 55-yarder. Didn't want to give up that field position, uh, even though field goal would have been very valuable at that point. I thought the chances and the percentages favored converting rather than making a 55-yarder.
11: Cam missed some throws in the first half. There were some drops. Um, It wasn't all on him in the first half. You know, was there faith that that stuff would get cleaned
12: up? Absolutely. Absolutely, he was eight of 18, I believe, in the first half, and ended up uh, with a, with an outstanding night, and uh, got a lot of faith in Cam Rising. He's a great leader for us, and the players believe in him. Uh, Tavion Thomas also gave us a spark. Uh, didn't get 100 yards tonight, but he was close. He was 70 or 80 yards, and and uh, you know just the the tight ends, their usual contribution. Those guys are uh, an outstanding position group with Kincaid and and Keithy and and Cole, Fotheringham, and and uh, wide receivers made place. Theo Howard made a couple couple nice plays. Uh, Devon Bailey, that one-handed catch uh, to keep the drive alive. Uh, that uh, last drive was huge. So can't say enough good things about our players and how they how they uh, continue to compete and uh, never never got down on themselves.
5: Kyle, uh, you guys held the Arizona State tonight seven 12 yards after halftime. What really clicked most defensively though allowed you to consistently getting the stops that you
12: need. Started playing our gaps better, just gap control. You know, we weren't playing good gap control in the first half. We were popping out of gaps and and uh, getting reach blocked. And and we just had a little conversation at halftime about just doing your job and staying in your gap and getting some knockback up front. And uh, those guys played very well. you gotta remember, we're playing with freshman D tackles. I mean, Leakey Vimahi and Junior Tafuna. those guys are going to be incredible in a couple years. They're playing really well right now. But uh, with them and Van and X – and so we had a lot going for us uh, with uh, with these young players. But but that was the difference, is, is we were more gap sound in the second half, uh, far more gap sound than we were in the first half. You had a lot
0: of, a lot of wins in your career. Does this one, how does this one feel different
4: given the weight
12: of this week? <sighs> you know, it's, it's – uh, I can't tell you how rewarding it is and how uh, much our players deserved it. They had a great week of practice, and uh, it's got to be – you know, in the top ten of wins since I've been here that uh, sat as far as satisfying wins. I'm oh, proud, oh, proud of the team.
9: Sorry about that. Playing off that, the players talked about that, you know, the deaths of Ty and Aaron obviously have kind of rallied the team together. What What are you seeing that's maybe different? Obviously you don't want the tragedies, but what, what are you seeing that's maybe different with that?
12: I think it's really affected uh, quite a few people as taking a look at themselves and what they've uh, been um, – you know their work ethic and how much they've been given, and, and just finding a way to give more. And not that we had a bunch of lazy guys or anything like that. And not that uh, a tragic event like that's going to translate into wins. I mean, I don't th- I don't think it's that's not necessarily the case. But I think everybody took a hard look inside themselves and uh, figured out ways where they could individually get better, and then collectively, as those guys get better individually, collectively we get better as a team.
11: How difficult is it to one prep for a quarterback like Jaden Daniels, and number two to adjust on the fly in a game as he's you know doing what he's doing.
12: Okay, I, I didn't follow that question.
11: Jaden Daniels, right? How difficult is it to prep for a guy like that oh. in practice, but then also to you know adjust on the fly? It,
12: yeah, very difficult. First of all, very difficult to prep for him. Uh, he moves as well as any quarterback in the country as far as escaping rushes and, and getting out, getting himself out of jams. Uh, and he's 70% thrower. You know, he's, he's a true dual-threat quarterback. Um, we had a hard time keeping him corralled in the first half, had a hard time in the second half for that matter, but we were able to get some big sacks there in that last drive. But uh, he's a terrific player, and uh, he's, a, he's a playmaker, and he's really the catalyst for that football team. Coach, what have you
5: observed or noticed this season? This this process that Tavian Thomas has gone through to kind of become and reemerge as your lead back again?
12: Yeah. Well, first of all, it has been exactly that—a process. We had some things to clean up. We didn't have them in spring ball, so we came in the summertime. Uh, had some ball security issues uh, early in the season that showed up a couple times. So that was a that was a work in progress that uh, took a f- took a few weeks. Uh, Pass protection, blitz pickup, you know, this takes some time to get all the, the, the blitz pickups down. And so I think Kyle McDonald has done an outstanding job with him and uh, bringing him along. And he's a big time back. I mean, he's 6'2 and 235 pounds. He's a load and he can really run. And so I think you're going to see him get nothing but better. He's just going to continue to get better. And and as long as he doesn't take a step backward you know, with ball security or any of those other things, he's going he's gonna to be a big part of what we're doing.
10: Have four straight touchdowns out of the half. Can
9: you describe the feeling of celebrating with these, with your players, and having that, just that connection that you do have with them, where you know that this is what they've worked for?
12: It was awesome. It was awesome, and, and to see them succeed and, and play the way they did in the second half. We, you know, that's how we're, what we're capable of, and that's uh, we weren't making plays in the first half. We were a little bit uh, out of sync. I guess you can say, and a lot of that has to do with Arizona State. They got some good players. They've been recruiting well over the last year. I mean, they've they the last couple of years, their roster is is really good from top to bottom. And so it's an athletic football team with a lot of playmakers. But uh, to see our guys do what they did, and, and just uh, the resolve that they played with, was uh, pr- I'm very proud. I mean, couldn't be prouder. It's it, as a head coach, you're, you're uh, you take a lot of pride in what they're doing.
3: Was, uh, no final call. was it to see the uh, crowd um, do you know ha- flash the lights and you know a- and and do that moment of elation? Yeah, at the
12: third quarter and uh, between quarter third, three and four, it was it it still. Uh, you know, I get chills down my spine. I know it's only happened a couple times, but it's it's a great uh, way to honor those two young men, and uh, it was it really gave us a boost. I mean, it, we already had momentum, but that just added to it. The muscle was great tonight too. The muscle and the crowd. Uh, Huge home field advantage for us and uh, grateful for our crowd and and that must section that's on their feet all four quarters. And and, uh, Rice-Eccles is a tough place to play, and it really is for the opponents.
0: All right, there is Kyle Whittingham. When we come back, ah, it's an NIL Monday. We will hear from Nick Ford coming up, the youth center. But next, it'll be Samson Nakua, BYU wide receiver. Stay with us, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.